negativity, judgment, hate, illness, death. Life can be overwhelming at times, but what if I tell you that there's a safe space you can escape to? A house where you'll get your weekly shot of extra love. Are you ready to tune in? Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Let the Branson Brothers help you feel good. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good night. Yes, we're back. The Branson Brothers, Andy and me, are ready to administer you an extra shot of love. And we're in Bali. <laughs> yes, we are. We are coming straight to your heart, all the way from Bali, Indonesia. Yeah, like in the Eat, Pray, Love, we're in beautiful spiritual Ubud. So if you hear a gecko, or insects, or roosters, or dogs, or the amazing lovely Bali people, then you know. And we're going to be here for a while, so you better get used to it. Yeah, what, what better place to be than here? It's the Island of the Gods, or the Island of Love. And this is episode number three of the Feel Better podcast, Let Love Rule. And today we have part two of the Better Report about Happy, Pharrell Williams, and three little kids in the Netherlands. Remember last week? <laughs> Crazy story. We also have a What We Love segment about Van Morrison and Agape, that's the spiritual center of Michael Bernard Beckwith. And we'll uh, play a part of the audiobook Superwise Me Love the Heart. That's a superwise conversation with Power of the Heart author Baptiste de Papa. But first, let's start off with the better news compiled by my brother, Andy Branson. Reporting on all matters of good, kindness, and love. Let love rule. Oh, we got some good news for you this week. Brennan Jones from Philadelphia loves cutting hair free of charge for the homeless. The street barber describes it as a makeover for the inside and outside. When a colleague barber, Sean Johnson, found out about Brennan's mission and the trouble he would have continuing into the winter, something beautiful happened. Sean decided to sacrifice the expansion of his own barbershop and open up a new one. Just for Brennan. Saudi women are going to be allowed to go to sports games and enjoy them together with men. This announcement is in line with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's ambitious reform drive. What would you do when you find a wallet with $1500? Well, the 18-year-old Tyler Updike didn't think twice after he found the lost wallet with the cash inside in front of the door of Melissa Van. He was delivering flyers to homes in Elk Grove for his uncle's business. I just really thought about what I would want someone to do if I were to drop my wallet, said Updike. So he rang the doorbell and since nobody opened, he left the wallet under the doormat. Melissa Vang posted the footage of the security cam of his good deed on Facebook. I think we all need to be reminded that there are still good people out there, she said. His act of kindness cannot go unrecognized. Good job, Taylor. Yeah, kudos for Taylor. You're listening to Let Love Rule. Branson Brothers. What do we really, really love? Well, each episode of Let Love Rule, the Feel Better podcast, we get to pick something. Andy is picking a Feel Better song to anchor you to love and the show. And I choose something that I encounter that could be a book, a movie, a person, or like this week, agape. 
the International Spiritual Center founded by Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith. And you might know Michael from the book and the movie The Secret and the voiceover of Super Wise Me. Yeah, that's right, Andy. It was such a pleasure working with him at the time. And uh, you can watch uh, Super Wise Me, Love the Heart uh, on YouTube. It's free and, and it's available and, and go check it out and let me know what you think of it. Um, anyhow, while me and Annie were in LA, we thought it would be fun to meet up with Michael at Agape. So we rented a car and picked up a friend of the show and my beloved, the one and only beautiful spirit, Naomi Haidarian. And little did we know that we would meet one of our musical heroes. <laughs> yeah, Van the Man was in the house. It's Wednesday, second Wednesday of the month, and then it's gospel time at uh, Agape. That's the spiritual center of Michael Beckwith, Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith, or Reverend Michael Beckwith. And uh, you might know him from The Secret and books like uh, The Answer Is You. And we're, we're kind of stuck on the, the 405 right now, but we're close, getting close, so we should be in time. I'm in the car with uh, Brother Andy, and he say hello. Hello. And uh, Naomi, Naomi, say hi. hi. Naomi is uh, is with us, and um, yeah, we're, we're just gonna go and get our our portion of, of gospel tonight, and and some wisdom, of course, at the same time. So stay tuned. Um, we're getting closer and closer. Hopefully, we're in time. We arrived on the on the parking lot of uh, Agape, and Agape means uh, love. It's Greek for love. Naomi, is it yes. love? Do you know? Is it it's, it's, agape I, I is Greek? It, uh, agape is Greek for unconditional love. See, that's even better. That's why we're here. We're walking now towards the spiritual center, and I hope the gospel choir is playing because I love the gospel choir. Um, yeah, so we're going inside. We're just too late for the meditation part, but that's okay because there's also the mystic, uh, not the mystic bookshop. The there's a bookshop. What's the name of the bookshop? Silent bookshop. Silent bookshop. Yeah. Let's go in and see what the bookshop has to offer while we're waiting to go inside. So I'm uh, entering the bookshop now with Andy. And uh, some people waiting. And um, let's see, the bookshop is called The Quiet Mind Bookstore. The Quiet Mind Bookstore. And we got all the books of Michael here, but also the movie Power of the Heart by Battista Papa, my friend. And may I be Frank from Frank Ferrante. Remember the love shower of our first episode? That was it, Frank. Other movies also like um, John of God, Just a Man, The Center of Love, Tapped. Kids books, What is Love, What is True. Then, of course, The Magic, The Secret, Rhonda Byrne. And uh, all the books of Michael, like uh, The Answer is You and spiritual liberation. And uh, Andy just walked right towards the sound bowls. Andy, no, you can't. No, Andy, don't, don't, don't. You gotta be quiet. There's a meditation going on. They also have some um, oracle cards and stuff, tarot cards. This one is the game of life. Naomi, um, you're shuffling it. What's your question? The question is if uh, everything on my wish list is coming true. Oh wow, that's a big wish list, I've seen it. Alright, let's see what the cards tell you. Can you read it? I cast this burden of resentment on the Christ within and I go free to be loving, harmonious and happy. Okay. What? Um, okay. Um, which burden? I don't know. Okay, I think we can go in now. Let's go. Andy, what's, what's Andy doing there? <laughs> He's looking at the stones. Andy, yeah. don't, don't, don't oh, touch. Oh, don't drop it. Don't touch. 
Andy is still trying to find Van Morrison because Van Morrison was in the house. Naomi, we still we still haven't found Andy. Where is Andy? I don't know. I think he's um, gone with uh, Van Morrison. Anyhow, this was uh, what we love, Agape. That was fun. Oh, there's Andy. Andy, man, come on, man, man. Me, Andy and Naomi at Agape with Michael Beckwith and our musical hero with a surprise performance. Van Morrison and a new song called Transformation from the album Roll with the Punches. Andy, that was quite something, right? Yeah, man. I love Van the Man. Which brings us to our weekly musical quiz. Um, Andy, Google the Feel Better song of the week. Last week it was Roger Glover and Love Is All. What about this week, brother? Let me guess. I have to guess? Yeah, you do. Oh, 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 of course. Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance. Yeah, you got it, you got it, you got it. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Good one and easy one. Yeah, I know. So, when you miss us or need some love when we're not around, you can find the link of this song in our Let Love Rule group chat. Surf to pureloveradio.com and find out how to get invited. 
And uh, also, as I've said before, Andy's an artist, and not only does he pick the Feel Better songs of the week, he also makes some art inspired by the songs. Uh, you, you published that on Instagram, right, Andy? Yeah, I do. Cool. Uh, you already made two paintings, one inspired by Nina Simone and Feeling Good, and the other one about Roger Glover and Love Is All. Will you make one inspired by Moondance? Yeah, I will. Awesome. Looking forward to that. And if you want to see what Andy's up to with his art, go to Instagram and find my brother Andy Branson to see his artwork inspired by love. And stay tuned because we got more love coming up and a special feel better report about happy and Pharrell Williams. Yeah, part two. Reporting on all matters of good, kindness and love. Welcome to Let Love Rule. Last week. So yes, you guys are the ones started to see to all of this worldwide crazy crazy torch of happiness burning everywhere and positivity this light that you guys started I just want to say thank you and um, I hope to be able to do that again but if not it's okay because this has been one of the most amazing times of my life so thank you very much I hope you guys are very proud because you got great taste how did three little kids in the Netherlands became the spark to this torch of light that Pharrell gifted to the world? Let's talk about cause and effect. Every little action can result in something huge. The butterfly effect. Yes, three little kids flapping their wings. You know what happy. Zero airplay, nothing. When the song Happy was put out by the record company, nothing happened. Nobody seemed to like it. All of a sudden, boom. Boom. I mean, when I say boom, you mean boom. boom. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, what's happening? Well, this is what happened and why Pharrell thanked three little kids in the Netherlands. Music director Basil de Groot from Pop Rock Station decided to go on holiday with his family. To keep the kids happy, he compiled a playlist for In the Car. On that list was an unknown song called Happy from the movie Despicable Me. Every time the song came on, his street little kids in the back were dancing and singing along, alerting Basil that maybe there was something special about that song. Returning from the vacation, he decided to put Happy from Pharrell on the playlist of 3FM. He was the boss. That's how I roll! This is where the butterfly effect kicks in. The listeners started to request the song over and over again. Other radio stations in Holland joined in. People started to download it and it showed up just like that in the official charts. This in turn alerted the record company who decided to put out the video ASAP. And the next thing you know, we put out the video on November 21st. Okay, first of all, people are putting up their own videos. Yeah. It was like no longer my song. I get it. I really get it. The rest is history. Happiness was spread around the world thanks to three little kids and little help from their music-loving dad. It's overwhelming because it's like, I love what I do and uh, I just appreciate the fact that like, people have believed in me for so long that, that I could make it to this point. To feel, to feel, to feel that. Yeah. Sorry. Ah, uh, 
makes me cry too. Makes me cry too. Ah, uh, you know, I was just thinking about your grandmother. I bet she didn't even imagine that. That's what you wanna do. You're listening to Let Love Rule with the Branson Brothers. So, did you notice? We skipped a couple of popular segments of the show this week. Yeah, due to traveling from LA to Amsterdam to Bali uh, and the jet lags related to that. Yeah, so we didn't have a love shower and no grueling dilemma in what would love do. No love activation meditation. But we do have something to activate some love and wisdom for you. Yeah, as promised, we're going to broadcast a part of an interview slash audiobook author, speaker, filmmaker and colleague Baptista Pape and me produced. It's all part of my documentary, Superwise Me, Law of the Heart. This is kind of cool because uh, you recorded this a couple years ago, right? Yeah, right before Baptiste actually released his own movie, The Power of the Heart, directed by Drew Harriot from The Secret. Now, stay tuned because after this, we'll share something special about the next episode of Let Love Rule, the Feel Better podcast. Yes, it has all to do with the hashtag MeToo movement. We're taking a stand. Yes, we are. We're taking a stand. We're doing our part. For now, here's chapter one of Superwise Me, Law of the Heart. Hello everybody, this is Baptiste Pape, and right now we are here in the studio in Amsterdam, Netherlands with Len Branson to record the audio version of Superwise Me. Len, first of all, yeah, how are you, man? I'm, I'm really good, I'm really happy that we get to be here, so I'm yes. ready for this experiment, really. We're not going to read the book, we're going to talk about the book, right? Yes. I'm so excited to be here with you, Len. The first question I have is, how did it all start? And then, I mean, how did it start with you? Me? Yeah. As a child? Yes. <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've been, I had a pretty good uh, childhood. And um, I remember I always had, was the, the little kid asking questions all the time. So I remember my, one of my teachers complaining to my parents that this little brat always had an answer and always had a question and it continued and it was not really appreciated at the time but luckily you know uh, when I got older um, I fitted it in in my life and it, and it became a profession really uh, but uh, so you know I, I had a happy childhood I um, I lived in the Han which is uh, near the coast of Belgium near Austin and uh, from there, when I was 18, I got to move to Florida for one year to go to high school and, and graduate over there in 1988 in uh, Countryside High. Uh, I went to the proms, I did the graduation, I did the sports, and I had the sun in the Sunshine State because Florida was, you know, very sunny and I love sun. Um, after that, I went back to Belgium, not for long, because I decided to study journalism in Holland. And uh, why journalism? Pretty simple. I wanted to do a study that gave me the ability to research, research stuff real fast, to analyze stuff real fast. And uh, I thought, you know, if I can research and analyze stuff real fast, then I can become whatever I want to later in life. So I, I, didn't, I wasn't the typical journalist, journalist guy. Still, the questions were in me, but um, I got into it just because I, I thought... With this uh, diploma, I can become everything I want. And so I did, actually, because uh, after that, um, as music has been my passion in my life, always, uh, I became first a music journalist. And uh, I wrote about music. I went to concerts. I interviewed rock stars, uh, the people from Tina Turner to Joe Cocker to... Uh, I mean, just it just went on and on. It was, it was a really fun time. 
especially when music is your passion, you get all the CDs for free and you get to meet all the cool people and you get to go to all the big concerts and the small concerts. So that was really nice for me. Um, after that, after being the music journalist, I thought, you know what, I can go into the music business, really. So I decided to join RCA, the record company. You might know RCA from Elvis, uh, but also from uh, Henry Rollins or uh, Take That in uh, in that time. And uh, I became a radio promoter, seeing the other side of, of, of the music business, really. And uh, not long after that, I became head of promotion. And after a year, actually, I decided that that wasn't really the thing for me. So... Um, out of the out of the blue, my wish was granted to change jobs again, and I became uh, the uh, editor in chief of uh, NPS, which is a radio station, Radio Two in Holland. And so. yeah, and I had I had lots of fun. Again, music was my passion, so you know you get all the CDs, you get to go to all the concerts, do all the fun stuff, and you get to play music on the radio. That's like when I was a kid, I, I, I used to play music for my friends in my room, right? Now I could do it on the radio, you know? So it was amazing to be able, uh, to, be able to do that and, and to select the music and play music on the radio. That's how I describe my job. I play music on the radio. Um, after that, you know, I, I've always, you know, moved on pretty fast from one job to another. When I was that age, I was then 25, um, uh, I also got the chance to be a DJ on 3FM, Radio 3 at the time, in Holland, National Pop Rock Station. So suddenly I was playing the DJ uh, without any knowledge or any previous experience. Suddenly I was on national radio doing this thing like, Hi, how are you doing? This is Land Branson. No, not, well, you know, stuff like that. And here's the new single from YouTube, blah, 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 and so on. So that was a fun time. Uh... When I was finished with that, then I was about 28, I decided that I wanted to work for the Belgian-Dutch MTV, uh, which was called The Music Factory, uh, so music television. Um, but at the time, there was no job available, and I wanted to be the program director. So I decided to get close to that job, and I, I became A&R manager for a company that was owning uh, the, t the music factory. So with that, I was close to the fire. And within eight months after being hired as an A&R manager, which is like the talent scout for the record company, um, I heard about the job position available as program director TMF Belgium. So that's the, the time that I decided to, to step in and, and become a program director of that station. And again, you know, lots of fun, music, gigs, TMF awards, I mean, and TV stuff. It, it was a cool time. I had, I had like, for the for maybe the third time, my dream job, really. Um, and I was not even thirty yet at the time. So, but I was very ambitious at the time, and I wanted to um, to climb up in the ranks. And and so, uh, being program director of Belgium wasn't enough. So I wanted to be program director of Belgium and Holland. So I became pro program director of Belgium and Holland because in my life, somehow, what I wanted always came to me. Um, but then I discovered one thing. I was 30 years old, and suddenly, the higher you climb, the more you get to do with um, politics, ego, money, power games, stuff like that. So the passion for music was like, 
um, almost camouflaged because of the people around me playing that game and me not really wanting to enter that game. So at the time, I was very happy that at a certain time when I wrote the the, the former uh, general manager at the time that I wanted to step back and just go back to Belgium. You know, I've, I've learned my lesson that ambition is not always uh, the place that you want to be. Um, that I wanted to step back and go to Belgium. At that time, what happened was um, they fired me because they thought, no, you're program director Benelux and you can't say that you just go back to Belgium. We don't like you anymore. We fire you, which was a blessing for me. I was, In disguise maybe at that time. Absolutely. I was 30 and I was free, free of the system, free of, of the job, free of of everything. And I got to fill in my my new life from scratch again uh, so i decided to um, to start a company which was called dream 2 and uh and and with that company i basically uh followed my heart what do i like what do i want to do uh so in the beginning music was still part of that um and and uh when the music industry uh got uh beaten down by by the public by you know the illegal downloads and stuff and the money was kind of drained out of the system i decided to to quit and and leave that business also and uh slowly but surely i became from uh, a company that produced programs like top of the pops uh the tv show did lots of video clips uh, started a record company for a beer brewer called in inbef uh stella artois uh, stuff like that, I, I decided it was time for something else. And uh, that's where my new, new life uh, started. I call it my, my conscious life. I was unconscious, and now I became slowly but surely a little conscious. Well, I think what's very interesting is that you've always been a very curious, investigative person. But um, there seems to be a transformational moment. Can you po point out to us what that moment was? Is there, is, or was it more a gradual process? Um, I, I believe it was a, a gradual process, but there is one moment in time where everything came together. And we'll talk about that in one of the chapters of Superwise Me. Before we do that, Baptiste, I want to introduce you to the people who are listening right now. Because you're an interesting guy as well. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> so t tell me about your childhood, Baptiste. Well, I, I was born and raised in uh, Antwerp. Um, and um, I, uh, I've always been uh, very much interested, just like you, in, in, in music. So I've, I was always um, creating songs. Um, First, really in my mind, and then composing songs, and later on, um, I really decided to, um, you know, compose songs on the piano. And when I was 18, um, I I wrote a song, um, and um, at that time, a new beginning artist, uh, Gus Meeuwis, which is now one of the biggest artists here in, in the Netherlands. Um, um, released a song as an artist and it became at that point um, a big hit and that was um, 98, 98 so I was 18 or 19 years old and I had a you know a big hit record here in, in, in the Netherlands. You were a star. 
Well, you know, I wasn't the star because obviously the composer is always uh, in the background. That's true, but still. But uh, still, um, I was like, hmm, I just did what I liked mm -hmm. and it became a success. And, um, you know, my, 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 my song is in the charts. So uh, I've always felt that following um, that inner force, um, that is how, how I want to live and that's really my compass for life. Um, so um, that was a very important learning experience. Um, I, al I also graduated from law school and what I learned there is not so much to listen to the inner compass but you get a certain structure and a certain um, discipline in order to complete things and you learn a certain way of thinking. I, I think it's a very limited way of thinking but it gives you a certain background and a certain um, I mean, it can be very helpful, but I was always looking for the combination um, between, you know, the, the let's say right brain uh, and the left brain, and how can you can combine those two forces. So that's a little bit uh, what I've always been trying to explore, and um, making music and graduating from law school. I think, um, yeah, really represents the uh, the two worlds, and I've been trying to. Yeah, bring them, uh, trying to make them come together in my in my in my own life, and I'm still uh, exploring that and investigating that. Yeah. So right now, just like me, you're uh, exploring all the goodies, all the good stuff, with uh, with the heart, the the, the the wisdom of the heart, the, yes. the power of the heart. Yes. Uh, so I I went on the journey of superwise me, law of the heart, and yep. you you went on a journey yourself. It's kind of funny that both of us. Yeah. Being from the lowlands here in Europe, uh, we both are like are walking similar paths. Can you tell me a little bit without giving away too much? But you're a filmmaker and you're working on on a great project yes. right now. Maybe when the people listen in ten years to this audio, yeah. you are the biggest star ever. Released this movie and and because I mean it's tremendous what you've done. You've you've put together something. With the great message, the message that I that I love as well, that is the the, the power of the heart, and and you've put together this project. You've been talking to so many so many people. Can I name a few? I mean, yeah, you really, can. you interviewed Neil Donald Walsh, Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Isabel Allende. Uh, continue. Just name another few. Let's do some name dropping here. Well, really. I, I think Maya Angelou. She's not so well known here in Europe, but mm -hmm. in, in in the U.S. she's really a very that's that's Oprah's favorite, right? Yes, yes. yes. She, she she's really like a mother to, to yes. Oprah Winfrey. Um, we've got Gary Zukov, uh, the author of The Seed of the Soul, which is Oprah's favorite book. I mean, you're mentioning mm -hmm. Oprah now. Um, we've got, um, let's, let's, let's see, we've got Joe Dispenza, you know, mm -hmm. from What the Bleep. Um, Jane Goodall. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing list, and yeah. you, you, got the, you got that together, coming from this small little country without any experience, without anything that was like obvious working for you just the one thing the wish and 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 the power of your heart actually putting this together right i i think it's really important um our project is called the power of the heart authentic power and authentic power means living um now uh, let, let let's rephrase that it means aligning um your personality with your soul so your soul uh, becomes really at service of the heart 
and I believe that once you really know how to connect with your soul and how to align with your soul, then everything is a mirror of that. Everything is a reflection of that. I think um, that there is a law of attraction. And the law of attraction is energy attracts like energy, but it works to people. And that's an important component. You attract the same people. It's a reflection of you. So if you want to attract certain people in your life, then become like that person. And I think that's a very important um, uh, lesson that I've learned, that align your personality with your soul. And this may sound very abstract, but in the film we give tools how to do that. And then you will see that everything is a mirror and you are just seeing your own reflection in the people you meet, the events that take place in your life. And you will experience synchronous uh, synchronous events. You will see that there is no coincidence and that there is a hidden order behind everything. And that's my experience. And that's something you don't, you don't learn in our conventional education system. But it's a very important uh, wisdom because the only power you will ever have is authentic power because authentic power is the alignment with your soul and your soul is the only thing that will ever stay with you permanently because that's how you come into this world and that's how you leave this world as a soul yes and in the first place above everything else we are souls and uh, you can gain external power, you can have all the money in the world, you can have all the recognition, all the fame, but eventually you're going to lose it because the only real power you have is authentic power. And that's what our project is about. And I feel that the people in the film are representing that. I'm so looking forward. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm so looking forward to this project. I think it's going to be tremendous. It's going to be so powerful. And it's a, it's, it's, it's an important message. And, and the fun thing is that, that we both, coming from the lowlands, are on this heart path uh, together with our own projects. Me with Superwise Me, you with Power of the Heart, Authentic Power. It, it's, 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 as you said, I guess we attracted each other, right? <laughs> it's a so, mirror. Yeah. So you, you were asking about um, how the, the, the Superwise Me journey started. Um, yeah, I was really... Yeah. Um, uh, I asked uh, a little bit, uh, and you answered um, uh, the question, really. But... Um, I really wanted to know, I mean, what is the driving force behind this journey that you're, uh, you know, really, it's, maybe it's more an exploration than a journey, it's a big adventure, but what drives you to create the whole Superwise Me? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's not only a book, it's a film, um, it's it's this audio book, you're creating so many projects around it. What what drives you? Is it pure the exploration or is it uh, also the connection that you want to make with other people? It's, it's, it's a funny thing. If, if I look back at it, it was, uh, I think, 2009. Well, you know, let me pick up from, from my previous life and, and make the transition because you asked me how, was that a particular moment uh, when you became conscious, right? So let me go back to 2000, 2007. Uh, slowly noticing that the music industry was dying and I didn't want to be in the music industry anymore that much, I decided, you know, what can I do? And I, I knew I had some gifts. I knew what I could do and I knew what I've learned. And I, I just felt um, that I wanted to share 
as much as possible with with uh, with the people, with the world, with with uh, the loved ones, with everybody. And um, I knew at the time that I was really good in inspiring people to be a little more happy or or a little more joyful or to show positive things in life. I had a really positive mindset, and I, I had a feeling I you know maybe I can do something with that and and create something with that. But what wasn't not clear yet at the time. Now it was 2007, and I I just saw okay, well there's a market out there which is the spiritual market. Let me explore that market. Let's see uh, what is in there, how it works. Maybe I can find find the role for myself in that and do some cool stuff. And, and while I make money, uh, I can at least help people. That's that's like way more fun than just making money. So that was my mindset at the time. So I, I talked to, uh, as, I, as, I, as a journalist, uh, with my journalistic background, I, I know how to analyze research stuff and, and go in it real fast. I just did that. And um, so before I knew it, I knew some people. And before I knew it, I was sitting with the right people on the table. And uh, one of those people was Willem Jan van de Wetering from Holland, um, who is an Enneagram, uh, I mean, very, um, how would you say that, uh, a professor in it, really. He knows a lot about it. And uh, I was talking to him, it's like, I'm saying, well, you know, this, this spiritual market is becoming hip uh, in Holland. Um, how can I learn very fast how it all works. So he was like, you know, join me on a week to Ibiza. I give workshops and join me and see how it works and just be part of it. Now, I would never, ever go on a trip like that where you have to, you know, dig inside, uh, share your emotions, your feelings, your stories with other people, like group travel and, and all that. That was not something for me. So without the business instinct, actually, without the, the wanting of, 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 of delivering something to the world and, and, and sharing something that I had inside, I would never go on a journey like that. But with the excuse of, you know what, this is a good idea, I can learn stuff, I can explore this, I said yes. So we went to Ibiza, 2007, for a week. And that week has been the turning point for me, really. It was an amazing week. I, I never thought that uh, doing something like that uh, for a week where you basically are in an environment of love, in an environment of support, where you get tools to discover who you are, explore what you do, why you're here, all that, um, have mirrors of people around you, mirror, mirrors really telling you, sharing, uh, inspire you. Um, so I never thought that a week like that would, would, would bring such great transformation because, you know, I, I was already really happy. I was already kind of on my way good stuff or I'm, I was already there kind of but still there's always something to discover there's always something to explore so um, basically that one week transformed me just by one uh, one of the uh, other people the participants they asked me one question they asked me why are you so unsure about stuff and I never thought I was like that because I always felt like this great adventurer charismatic and always shouting and, and being on top of it but he was right he just saw that inside of me there was still something insecure uh, about myself um, but that question just evoked this 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 knowing that I wasn't uh, the kid anymore from 10 years before I was an, an adult I had wisdom I had stuff to share I I could come out of that. I could. I could talk about that. I could shout it out. I could share it, 
it it was just it just brought me to this this place of of being more secure of who I was and and uh I just knew that 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 was something big that happened inside of me. I felt different. Uh at the end of the week somebody gave me a copy of the secret the movie uh produced by Ron the Burn what year was that it was 2000 2007 2007 yes so okay. that was my it was the secret was just released really it was yeah. just like going around and the, would, yeah. the copy i got actually was like the, the, there's two versions of the secret the one this, with Esther Hicks this is the one with Esther Hicks uh, from the teachings of Abraham she later got edited out and and she was repla replaced by Lisa Nichols and that that's now the version that most of the people have so this is like the early early version so i, I was very happy to get that copy at the moment at when i got it i didn't realize what that would do but that was another turning point when i watched the movie when i saw how Esther Hicks was explaining the law of attraction all that i just figured out like well whoa this is how i live my life i did it unconsciously now what will happen if i start doing this consciously this law of attraction applying it and and living it and so this one week is really a turning point for me uh from becoming unconscious all already very happy to conscious uh, even more happy and ready to step up and share and and inspire and and do my stuff now from there it still took uh, a little time to find out what exactly i needed to do yeah but i would i would like to know what you mean by conscious because um that's i think the core of it mm -hmm. um what do you mean what is being conscious what does it mean for me con being conscious meant uh, at the time and still is uh that suddenly you see all the pieces of the puzzle coming together suddenly you understand everything you understand why you're here how it works what you can do uh what 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 all the stuff is what god is what love is what you, you just suddenly you just know it but yes. can you i mean it's really interesting to know how it all works can can you please enlighten us well that that's that's see that's a, that's a very personal thing uh as as uh, my my good friend and and mentor michael beckwith uh who is in the secret uh, uh said to me uh is that's something that you it can be taught it has to be caught and that's really how it works and that can be frustrating and of course you can be inspired by people but then there's this spiritual buffet from from the power of now to your movie to the workshops to yoga to meditation many ways to get to that knowing so uh you re you're really saying i cannot translate that into words well, but is yeah. there a way to transmit it yeah well what i try to do as i analyzed it and and that's how supervise me slowly came about is uh i thought you know that th th there is one simple answer to get there there is one way to find out what it's all about and and what was that way what is that way if i look back if i if i uh have to summarize all the books all the workshops all the people all the knowledge all the wisdom from all ages there was one common theme that i saw and that theme was the heart really the heart bringing uh explaining inspiring uh sharing telling you uh everything you need to know so somehow being in alignment with your heart and you can call it your heart you can call it your intuition intuition you can call it 
your guts, your, your, your stomach, I mean, whatever you want to call it, actually. There's something inside of us telling us uh, all we need to know. So if, if, if there's a key, for me, that is the key. So the key is, in one word, alignment with your heart? Yes. And, and how can you distinguish between your heart and, let's say, your frightened parts? How do you know that it's really your heart? Because I think a lot of people would be confused because they say, okay, I'm just going to go with what feels good. But sometimes that's not really the heart. When do you know that it's really your heart? How can we recognize this? Well, it's, it's pretty simple, really. The heart uh, it will keep on speaking to you. So even if, if at a certain time something feels good, that something that feels good will fade away and you'll hear something else talking to you. And that's your heart telling you to navigate, to change, to, 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 you know, to reflect on it and, and to, to act on the inspired, uh, inspiration that is coming from the heart. So you can fool yourself. You can you know, put your head in the, in, in, in the ground or you can numb yourself with alcohol or whatever. You can do lots of stuff to not listen to your heart. The good thing about the heart is it'll keep, it will keep on talking to you. It will never stop. So it's always there to guide you. And the moment you start act on what your heart is telling you, the moment you start listening to your heart, because you say the alignment with the heart, if, if we make it simple, it is listen to your heart. Listen to your heart and act on it. That's the key. And, and, and are there tools to tap into that wisdom, that power of the heart? Many, many tools. And, and Can you share some yes, with us? Yes, yes. I think we'll, we'll, we'll go in it in this audio uh, book right now. And uh, I'll talk about Superwise Me, how that came about, what happened on the way, uh, the many people that got involved, and the many tools I've been seeing. And uh, um, one of the first tools, we'll start with chapter one of uh, Superwise Me. So I think for now, this introduction has been pretty cool. Yeah. There's been a lot of information already, but, you know. A lot, but we know a lot more <laughs> about you right now. Yeah, and, and we know about you now, about yes. your, your tremendous project that <laughs> is going to be unleashed or is already unleashed when people hear it right now. I can't wait, really. So excited. Thank you. Okay, part one. Part one. Yes. for tuning in. Hungry for more inspiration and motivation? Head over to pureloveradio.com and grab your free copy of the introductory audiobook Superwise Me, Law of the Heart by Lynn Branson and Power of the Heart author-filmmaker Batista de Pata. Want to meditate some more? Subscribe and get access to all of the Love Activation Meditation videos. That's www.pureloveradio.com for more wisdom and love. Yes, we did it, Andy. Episode 3. Yeah, we did it all the way from Bali. <laughs> yes. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to tune in next week because we'll have a special hashtag MeToo awareness show. And with this special, we want to raise more awareness and support and inspire all the brave women and men who came forth the past months. Um, 
We also want to share some practical steps, what we can do, how to support, how to help shift the predatory yeah. culture that has been kept alive for too long. Too long. Who doesn't need an extra shot of love? Heck, I know I do.